Welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm Little John. I'm New John. <laughs> I'm Big John. Big John. <laughs> Guys, we have a special guest on our episode today. We will get into all that good stuff and drill this man with a ton of 50 billion questions. And Kathy, uh, Captain Missy just reminded me the name of that drink that we made was Summer Southern Summer. So, that will be another one to add to the repertoire. Um, today on More Than Dice, we have a new friend, John McAvoy. He's going to be talking about his new Kickstarter project. Uh, we originally were going to have him on at one time and had to scrap the project and come back and do some new stuff. So, we're going to go over everything about that. But before we do, we need to get to the business. We need to thank all of our sponsors, Muse on Minis, uh, for hosting our podcast and putting it out there for everybody to hear and see. Uh, you can find them on there or any other streaming services. You can uh, also Creature Caster. Yay! We love these guys. Um, also, all the cool stuff that they do for us and provide all the cool products. Uh, check out their paints. Uh, I will be using some of that stuff pretty soon. Uh, Metalhead Minis, of course. Uh, Lynn Stahl. She's a great and wonderful lady. We love her to death. Uh, she'll have some links for us for some products that we're selling pretty soon. And, of course, Dan from Tectonic Crest Studios. Um, he is doing some really cool stuff. Uh, I am going to be getting a hold of him for some new product pretty soon and see if he can uh, give a few more giveaways for us. Um, with that, let's go ahead and go. John, what are you drinking tonight? It's John. Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, that's a good one. Let's go. Little John, I, what are you drinking tonight? I am um, drinking uh, Wild Cherry Pepsi mixed with cherry vodka and a little bit of tart cherry juice and that's a splash of grenadine all mixed up Ooh. why because i fucking had all that in the fridge and figured why not <laughs> <laughs> kathy what are you drinking tonight i'm drinking a gin and tonic but i also have some uh earl gray hot hot earl gray <laughs> mr john i'm uh, just straight water for me this evening uh, that is my drink of choice today, too. I, uh, I've been up since 4 o'clock this morning um, and couldn't go to sleep. I had a very bad dream, and it kept me awake. And so I am definitely drinking a bunch of water because it's just I need to do that. Um, do we have any salutes this week we need to talk about? I'm sure we do. I honestly don't I, remember. I this feel week. like we do, but yeah, I'm with John. I just kind of... Carl Reiner? Wasn't that this week? It's just 2020. Yeah, Carl Reiner. Carl Reiner was this week. That Carl was... Oh, yeah. Yep. yeah. Great director and uh, star of a couple different things. Yep. You probably most know him from uh, the Ocean series where he played uh, Saul, and he was great. Or uh, Dick Van Dyke. Dick, I mean, most of our listeners aren't going to remember from Dick Van Dyke, unfortunately. What? OBS, Nickelodeon, Nick at Night, and all those old retro TV... Whatever. Is that true? Is everybody here like 12? <laughs> no, they're like... Happy, I regret to inform you that that would be 30-somethings wouldn't know that. Sorry. Remember, I don't believe, I don't believe that. My friend's kids who are teenagers know the Dick Van Dyke show and enjoy watching it. Well, they're special. All my yeah, friends are special. They're 30-year-olds and all, and they don't know shit. <laughs> But then again, they're like, you don't know this? I'm like, uh, no. 
No. I do not. No. no so, no, no. can't keep up with everything. So, um, all right. So, guys, please look after each other. Please check on your friends. Give them a ring. Do whatever you can. Make sure that you look out for everybody out there because in this time, stay safe. Stay healthy. Come back and see us again. Come back and uh, enjoy this. Cheers. Cheers. That's really good, actually. Yeah, that water's solid. Cherry juice adds, like, a little more cherry flavor to it without making it too sweet. Mm. That's tasty. says mentally, yes, we are all 12. Um, (laughs) I agree with that completely. I, I believe we here on the podcast, as well as probably... 95% 95% of our listeners mentally are 12 often. Yes. So, um, we brought, uh, originally, John, you were supposed to come on uh, our show probably about, what, about, about a month ago? Yeah, about six weeks, somewhere about, around so, Yeah, there. somewhere around um, Because you, you wanted to talk about something that you had, and we were like, yeah, of course, we always well, to help everybody else out. Uh, and you had to tell us, no, I'm cutting it out. We're redoing. And you had to rehash, which is good because we're, we're, we're people that like, if you think you need to do it better, you stop, start over, get it done, make it better for everybody. Uh, I'm going to go to switch scenes because I actually have a special scene just for you. Oh, nope, nope, not that one. That camera is not supposed and to be. And while you switch scenes, John McAvoy can tell us all about. Studio X. X, X. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, John, tell us a little about yourself, uh, your your background, who you are, blah, blah, blah. Well, I've been painting for about seven years, seven, eight years, somewhere around there. Um, just started out having fun with it, and uh, it got expensive. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, it got really expensive, so I had to find a way to buy more supplies, more models, and I did, like, a lot of other painters went on eBay, started selling, you know, selling my models, and buying more, and just kept going. People um, contacted me for uh, commissions, and uh, it just kind of took off for a while. Um, things were going, things went pretty good the last three, four years. Um, and my wife paints with me sometimes. Uh, when she's feeling, she's got arthritis, so once in a while, her, you know, hands bother her and stuff, so, but she comes down and paints with me, but she has OCD in the worst way, um, which is good and bad for me, it's kind of a mixed bag, <laughs> um, so her side of the studio was, well, right now it's not, but it's usually immaculate, mine looks like a tornado hit it twice, um, so, and there's a dividing line, you know, so, uh, but she, uh, has everything just right and the one thing she didn't have was a good something good to hang her brushes with and uh so that we we set out to make her something you know really we, could, we couldn't find too much that was really nice and we had clothes pins that were uh you know hot glued onto a board and all kinds of stuff and she wanted something that looked a little bit better so we uh started working in on it and uh uh we wound up coming up with the way to hold them but it's still it still looked like, uh, as little John would say, a bag of dicks. Um, <laughs> so, um, 
I wound up talking to a guy I work with, uh, the, the place I work with, they uh, manufacture a lot of stuff, uh, bring it in, and um, they, they do a lot of it. We deal with the uh, manufacturers a lot. And uh, he wound up uh, hooking me up with a couple of uh, engineers in the city uh, in Chicago. And it just, just so happened that they were miniature painters, too. So, and they usually don't handle small, you know, smaller projects. They do, uh, they do a lot of really high end stuff, but they wanted something to just have some fun with. Um, so I went and talked to them and we wound up designing a, a brush holder, basically to hold brush and tools. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we, in the one video meeting, we were sitting there talking about how they all travel and do all kinds of stuff and they love to bring their stuff with. So we just kept going. Um, we added to it and, you know, it, there was a lot of, there was a lot of ugliness for a while. <laughs> there, was, there was some really piss poor ideas. <laughs> but, so um, start, you gotta start somewhere, right? Yeah. 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 But, uh, eventually it all came together and, um, uh, they started, uh, we, they started showing us, um, renderings, um, changed a few of them, went and met with them a couple times and, uh, we got about 80, 90% done. And, uh, you know, start adding a few things here. The shell, like the shelving, uh, we had to uh, adjust a few times. Um, you know, there's a little odds and ends, but it wound up coming together. And I finally have a prototype to show everybody. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that was, was quite rough, but uh, getting that. Uh, but it, that's about it. It's, uh, uh, we weren't sure if uh, it was something we dove into um, all in. We didn't. You know, we weren't going to half-ass it, and uh, um, we wanted to make sure it was nice, high quality. Um, that was in a small area because we go to conventions. You know, you're teaching; you could bust it out right on a little table section and have all your stuff sitting there, um, easy to load up and pack away. And so it just it, it all worked out pretty good. It was. It's been, I'm going to say, close almost eighteen. No, more like twenty months. We've been working on it, um, and along the way, we picked up a lot of uh, friends and companies and artists and stuff, giving us a hand and with the design and you know everything. Everybody's been great. It's been a fantastic, long but fantastic journey. <laughs> um, I, what is Studio X, by the way? It's just a mobile uh, uh, mobile painting studio. Um, it'll carry your brushes, your paints, your models. Uh, well, up to a certain size. Um, it comes with two wet palettes. Uh, we get a lot of questions why we put two two wet palettes in there. And we had exactly enough room left over in it uh, for fit one more wet palette in it. And uh, you can use it for storage, hold your extra paper, sponges, sprues, you know, clippers, all that good stuff. Um, so we wound up doing that. We needed the height for the brushes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in case we, we went through a whole lot of, uh, I was at Dick Blick, I don't know, twice a week for two months, buying different brushes just for checking lengths and bringing them to them and doing all kinds of experiments. We wanted to make it for pretty much for everybody, you know. So I like the longer brushes. My wife likes the shorter brushes. So we, we did that. Oh, I've got some of the... Uh... I don't know if you can see it or whatever. It's on our Twitch stream. I, I loaded up uh, some of the pictures that you sent me uh, so you could talk about it. Um, if you go to our Twitch stream, just make sure you uh, 
mute so you can see what this is. Because um, the first picture is... Am I getting echo? I apologize, guys. Give me a second. How about now, Banyan? Mm. Sorry, oh. I hit the wrong button. Yeah, it was wrong. I, I hit Gonzo and didn't hit uh, Gonzo's mic. Ah. There you go. Yeah. Um, I got the picture up here where, you know, it's the Studio X. Um, correct. This is, a, this is an older one, but it was the one that we got sent. The second picture we have is the Studio X, and it's got all the parts broken apart. So tell us what each, you know, the, the parts are and give us like kind of a, a quick breakdown of it. Basically, the, the, the centerpiece is your, um, your main structure. Um, you've got your two doors left and right, the two little cups in front of it. Uh, those are those go into the top blue section up there. Those will come out. You can put bits, you know, all your extra stuff in. You can use them for rinsing your brush uh, if you need to. Um, then you got the two wet palettes in the middle with the lids. And then you've got the uh, little ink and glaze uh, uh, wells sitting on top there. And then the little the little uh, flat pieces on the sides. Those are those are the sliders that go down in front of the doors that holds all your paints. Um, and then those we're going to be. If Kickstarter goes well, those will be upgraded to uh, real real nice uh hobby mats so you guys can use them for cutting mats and all that good stuff okay. so wow we're gonna leave for the last time um but it we we left a little too much out the last time um that explained a lot of things so this time we decided to pretty much show everybody everything right at the start okay well let's go let's look at this picture here what was why did you stop it and start it back up it was it had to do something with the design was it? Uh, we didn't. We didn't redesign any of the Studio X other than we added to it. Um, we magnetized the shelves, so you can you know, your minis will sit in there nice. Um, the other thing we did was basically uh, we found a light. We had a lot of people that wanted a light for it. Um, the light part was it wasn't easy. Um, we wanted to make sure we could get something that was uh, good quality. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to put put it out and then have everybody come back and say we had you know we had issues with the light it's because for us to make one um we'd had to get ul listed oh there's all kinds of stuff oh, we yeah. had gone wanted to stay away from the you know electronic end of it uh so we wound up finding a light um that we were happy with uh had really really good reviews and uh so we added that in the magnetic shelving shelving but we uh we shut it down the first time because of all the uh, international interest we had we weren't really uh, ready for it. Um, we were getting a lot of retailers, um, and just a lot of, a lot of people, you know, asking about the duties and all uh, the fees and the shipping and, um, you know, fun stuff. yeah. And, and we assumed we, you know, we, we'd have a few to send out, but it, it was, it got pretty good. Um, those, uh, yeah, those European costs can really be a killer if you don't plan for it. So we need to find a, uh, uh, fulfillment house that uh, had some international hubs um so we wound up reworking that um uh, just and just to just to uh, uh do some upgrades and make it better but uh that's about it 
Okay. Um, we're going to the next screen, and uh, it looks like the this is the top part of the Studio X, where it looks like it's yes. two trays, two covers, uh, the yes. brush holder. Yes, sir. Okay, and I'm, I'm I'm guessing that the handle actually slips in, it slips and makes the top completely flat. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's like a piece of uh, a luggage, basically. Gotcha. Slide down, slides back up, and then it tilts to the side so you can pull the brush holder out. Okay. Awesome. Um, that'd be good. Um, and this is tell me about this brush holder because it it looks like it's just a is it a rubber insert. Yes. This is the original, <laughs> the this giant, you know, we made for the wife, and um, uh, we definitely had to make it smaller um, and do some stuff to it. But it's a um, liquid silicone rubber, um, and it's it it holds very well and it flexes very well. Um, it was the only material that would do what we wanted to do with it and be able to hold different size, um, you know. Uh, uh, tools besides brushes you know you got some some of your um dry brushes and uh, uh others are they, they've got the thicker uh handles on them um even the army painter brushes you know they've got the weird uh triangle it's size a, yeah yeah triangle yep yeah we're gonna be able to accommodate a lot of different stuff um so we went with went with that and uh uh, it just, it does, it holds really well. There's a video online on our Facebook page, my wife taking it and she put them in and just sat there and, you know, shook them and they don't, they don't come out, but they actually, if you just pull on them a little bit the right way, they, they come right out and they go right in. Um, that was one of the, the nice things about it. And it moves to your wall too. So when, if you're not, you know, using it in your Studio X, you can put it on your wall. Pull it down, put it in when you go. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Um, I can blame her for all this. I <laughs> <laughs> thought there was another picture that I had on there, but it's not. Um, so you're going to be doing this Kickstarter. Why do Kickstarter not just do it straight out? Um, the, uh, uh, just the molds. It's injection molded. Mm -hmm. The mold insanely expensive um what? then you have yeah yeah first run you have to do with minimums which we just originally when we, when we did the kickstarter the first one we weren't sure you know we, we'd hoped it was going to go well mm -hmm. um but with the response we got what we did was while we were refiguring everything back out we upped our initial run and that gave us a drop in price so we dropped price this time we extended that onto the this kickstarter we're going to do which worked out really nice but uh the uh injection molds are about fifty thousand dollars for it you know and then you got your initial run your packaging all your other stuff um and it's it's a little too expensive for me i'm just the guy in the basement painting miniatures <laughs> <laughs> so well to be honest this is exactly the kind of thing I kickstarter's for yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Okay. So I, I've got your. Uh, you, you gave me the the thing for your limited pledge runs. Uh, can you describe like you've got you've got two that are 135. You got one that's 155. Uh, can you give us a breakdown? Because I know this is kind of hard for people to see that they can go to your website and look at it and get all this stuff done. But tell us about this the Studio X Banshee package. 
Oh, that's, uh, yeah, Alfonso. Uh, we had talked to him, um, and uh, uh, he had sent me a message, and we talked to him a little bit, and he was really interested in getting a couple of them to look at them and to use for uh, teaching his classes and mm -hmm. some other stuff. And so we wound up working something out, and uh, the Banshee package will come with, um, I guess, it's been re, this is the original one. The new one has, uh, I think, is a little different. Um, um but we've got uh, a bunch of his tutorials for his uh, miniature academy on there um, that you get with the Studio X. And then uh, we've also talked him into doing, a uh, as one of the stretch goals, a five-hour live uh, painting session with everybody. Um, so that'll be one of the stretch goals as well. Wow. That's, that's pretty cool. It'll be nice. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to watch. <laughs> so, and then Dave's, uh, Dave's obviously is his book. Um, it's a very good book. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, actually, we sold, uh, I think they were all pretty neck and neck last time before we shut it down. Um, uh, Alvaros and uh, Dave and uh, Alfonso were pretty, they were pretty close. It was pretty funny. Dave and uh, Tim kept calling me and going, okay, where am I at? Where am I at? Maybe Dave? <laughs> <laughs> well, I regret to inform Dave that when I, when I back this, I can't get the one with his book because I already got his book. <laughs> <laughs> the, new, the new minis, though, there's uh, two new minis. Actually, Kathy, you got the new minis? Yeah, yeah. I actually have them right here behind me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have... I have the, the the little girl and the monster here. That's uh, that's what I get to paint. But this this guy in the armor looks like oh, it would be really fun to yeah to do some fun non-metallic metal on. I don't have a good way to show you on camera because this camera isn't set up for showing close-up cool things. Yeah, it's two different miniatures this time, so. No. Releasing the uh, uh, the twin, um, so we got uh, uh, two new ones that he's he's done. Very nice. Okay. Uh, and then you sent me this one that has, uh, I guess it's add-on packages. Uh, yeah, but the, the the pricing has changed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, we sent you this one, and Dave just redid everything. I think a few days, a day or two ago. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, the prices have gone down by about five. Uh, I think it's five dollars. The, the brush hangers now twenty. Okay. Uh, the is now twenty five. Um, and the uh, the studio itself for the first forty eight hours is uh, eighty dollars. Um, okay. So we yeah we went pretty. That's really good. That's yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Pretty far with that. It'll it'll j jump back up to ninety um, after the first forty eight hours. So, and what's the price for two of them? Are you going to be doing uh, a cheaper price if you buy two in the first forty-eight hours? Let me check real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's been in here running around and doing stuff. Uh, it... The prices are not as they appear. Yeah, <laughs> they're even better, which is the best way to have prices change. Yes. Yeah, actually, it's not up here right now. Um, 
So yeah, it, I'm, it'll be in the in the uh, campaign. I'm just not quite sure how we're structuring the first 48 hours with those. Okay. Um, then you sent me this little the promotional picture with you know of course creature catchers, Sanchez, you know, and all the models that are there, uh, and they look to be pretty big size models. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it. And those are GW models. There's some Necrons, uh, some pretty big stuff. And of course, is that a 50 millimeter base with those squig, mangler squig? Yeah, the mangler squigs won't. They because they're they're fucking they, huge. But a normal mini with a 50 millimeter base will fit at, fit in it. Okay, so one that doesn't hang over the edges. Yes, ma'am. Okay. <laughs> you got it. Okay, and I also see the light on here, finally. Where does that light sit whenever it's all packaged up together? Uh, that light does not fit since it was an after, you know, uh, uh, an add-on or, you know, an afterthought. It doesn't fit inside the Studio X. But what we did was we now have a, a we're, we're working on it. I'm hoping in the next few days they have the rendering for it, um, a travel case that it slides into. Uh, that that light will sit on top, so it'll be a padded travel case with a shoulder uh, strap. Okay. You know, so if you're going, you know, you're playing ride or you're going kind of far, you can pack it all up in that, put the light in, and go from there. And John, just so you know, I check with uh, DT since he was on Facebook real quick. Uh, you guys haven't made the double uh, Studio X uh, pledge level yet, so you guys be working on that. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, this goes live. Uh, Tuesday, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're 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 there's there's a lot of gears uh, in this machine. There's so many people and so much stuff involved. Um, uh, yeah, it's gonna be close. We we we'll have everything pretty well set up by tomorrow. I think we're just doing some odds and ends stuff tomorrow, and and that's it. So I'm still waiting. Seventh July, the one thing about 2020 that didn't suck. <laughs> I mean, actually, I hear Hamilton's pretty good, but I ain't watched it. Yeah, neither have I. <laughs> um, uh, so this is going to go live this Tuesday. Um, we'll, of course, we'll, we'll put it. We've we'll, we've got the link up on our uh, Facebook page uh, and everything going on. What is what was the most difficult part of designing this? Not the Kickstarter, because we know that you know you had to change around. What was the most difficult part about designing this? Tribal case. Uh, the handle. Oh. How, how to carry it. Uh, we that that we went we went round and round. I don't know how many times. Um, and we had to we had to uh, shrink the uh, brush holder a little bit uh, just to get it to be able to slide down the sides. And you know that was ultimately what we wound up doing. But I wanted it to look nice and I just want a big handle hanging off the side or off you know all the time and mm -hmm. so we uh the engineers wound up working out this and it worked out really good there was two or three variations um but it all it all worked out pretty nice so there's a question from secret agent russ uh a travel case for the case is what he's looking for to make it easier for uh somebody to to carry it around like i don't know sling it over the shoulder or whatever we'll have the drawings hopefully in the next two days um we don't have a prototype we 
the factory. I'll probably have a prototype in two weeks. Um, they're gonna. Sh- I had to send a one of the prototypes that was supposed to come here, wound up going straight to the factory so they could fit it. Um, and so it'll be. It'll have a zip top. It'll slide right down and in real nice. Um, the light will fit in there, and then you just zip it right up. With the shoulder strap, and you're gone. Fantastic. That's yeah. a trip. Yeah, it'll, it'll be it'll be nice. A lot, a lot of little the the uh, us having to cancel the first one really it worked out in a strange way. I wasn't happy about it. You know, nobody nobody would have been, but um, it, it worked out for the best. You know, getting everybody's input and after you stare at this thing for so long, you know, year and a half, you get kind of you get blinders and you know, um, getting everybody looking at it and asking us questions and um, coming up with ideas worked out really nice. Um, how tall is this and how wide is it? It's uh, 8 inches by 8 inches by 13.5 inches high. Okay. So, oh, wow. That, that's actually bigger than I uh, yeah. than I thought. It's compact um, enough, but it, you can fit 60, uh, you know, 60 scale 75 or Vallejo style bottle droppers in it, you know, which is really nice. Um, the, the new monument, the old monument uh, paints would fit. You know, just the same, but the new ones, new bottles, are a little bit bigger. Um, I think you can fit. Uh, I want to see thirty-eight of them in. Oh wow! That's yeah. Awesome. So you said you do have a, a a prototype there. Yes, yeah. I, mean, I I'll I'll have to move the camera, but I'll show you. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I'll, I'll I'll increase your screen so everybody can get a big view of it. Let me flip this around here, figure out how to work this thing. Oops. Take your time, none of us are perfect. Nah. <laughs> oh, right there. Let's see. Ooh. Oops. Ooh, I see, I see the one palette is being used for bits and uh, tools and stuff. Yeah, so the second, the second wet palette, like I said, we... We had the exact space, and we're making the mold for it, anyways. You know, for the wet palette. So I like I like that it could either be another wet palette, or it could be a storage space for bits and tools and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and your, your extra paper and sponges and all your extra little goodies. We we really pushed it for uh, making every inch of this thing count. Yeah. You know? um, so you can fit quite a bit of quite a bit of stuff. As a matter of fact, we were taking pictures today of uh pretty much everything you see inside of it uh we took a picture of it out and showed everybody or uh, we'll, we'll be showing them shortly of as m- how much stuff you can fit in there but you can fit up to 30 brushes on the brush holder or it, it holds exacto knives um you know all kinds of tools sculpting tools you know all that good stuff so and it just i don't know if you can see that but this pops right out the top mm-hmm there you go. And it, it doesn't take nice. much to hang on the wall. It's uh, <laughs> Nice. Ross has another question. He's coming in with the hard questions here. What seal is being used on the wet pellet to stop leakage when in transit? It is a, an elastomer um, inlay. That, that, believe it or not, was a very another very difficult one. Um, Get the elastomer inlay done for that. Uh, that that took longer than figuring out the uh, manufacturing. 
Oh, yeah, honestly, transporting my, my wet palette has always been the giantest pain in my ass. I just, um, I just throw the paper away and <laughs> dump the water out. And start all over. Again, and start all I over. Said, pain in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Not, that's I mean, just me, though, you know. I like to do things the do, hard so way. We're out there and... I'd leave the water in because generally it was okay. You know, if I put on the bottom, put stuff on top, unless my my bag or box or whatever I used uh, would get knocked around too much. Um, I have one of those cooler bags that uh, has a flap at the top, and I put all the stuff in there. It was way bigger than you ever need to be lugging around to the game store and all, but that's what I had. Now, you said that uh, you were doing magnetizing. <laughs> uh, are the shelvings metal? Uh, no, no, uh, they'll be they'll be magnetic strips. Um, we wanted to make them optional because we've already gotten people. Once we announced that, we made a few people go, "I don't want magnetic shelves," and so um, instead of making them permanent, we just we're, we're gonna uh, they'll come with the kit. It'll be magnetic strips that you put down on there if you want them or not. You okay. know, um, so that was definitely one of the uh, requests in the first Kickstarter. You know, was they make that magnetic shelf so your models would slide around when they're inside there. Okay. Um, what are the? Uh, in just in just curiosity, what are the hexes on the top of the uh, wet pellets for? What was the those, reason? Those were, are the engineers left to their own device? Um. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, like here, this makes us look pretty. Up, uh, if you want to mix a little wash or something, you just yeah. want to pour a little wash in there or. Uh, get a glaze going or mix a little paint or something, uh, you know, in a well instead of on the, the wet palette. It'd be good for metallics because you don't want metallics in your wet palette. Yeah, or like you said, I think you said uh, modeling buddy or clay too. You yeah. can put a little uh, water down in the, in, the, in the divot there for your uh, green stuff if you're working on it. That way it doesn't stick there and you got maybe able to use the whole mount you created, which is a rarity. Right. Or at least most of it you created. I can't use all of it ever. That doesn't happen. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always just roll it into uh, little cylinders so then I can use it to make <clears throat> coins later. But that's, a, that's beside the point. Uh, I've actually made uh, like little D&D slimes and oozes and stuff out of a couple when I had <clears throat> way too much left. But that's, or, again, a yeah. topic. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Which is our standard, but... Um, so what, what is your, what do you have to get to? There's always a, a dollar amount that you have to get to, to make this project go live. Do you have, have you already decided on that yet? It's $85,000. It's the it's same as we had last time. And, uh, we had, we've had some marketing people actually got a lot of marketing people contact us and, uh, tell us that we wanted too much money. <laughs> Um, told us that we, we should lower the number that way uh, it funds faster and uh, uh, more people will jump on and to be brutally honest with you I don't like playing fuck around um, I, I'm not set up that way uh, I, I'm just going to put the amount we need up because if, if let's just say we put it up for $65,000 then we get $70,000 
I'm still fifteen thousand dollars short of what I really need. Uh-huh. And I'm not gonna back out of a Kickstarter. I'm not gonna, you know, uh, go cheap on material just to get this thing out there. You know, so that's pretty much that. That covers our uh, initial run and our uh, mold costs. Um, so and I. Like you said, I we had some marketing people, and I just I <laughs> I'm not dealing with well, them. people have a whole different world they live in. They they're they're yeah. making decisions based off of suppositions, which you know, as the person left holding it at the end, you got the hot potato at the end. You can't do that. Yeah, yeah. I I, I would rather uh, ask for a little bit more. You know, uh, make sure everything's good. You know, and that, that I mean, the, the amount of, the last two years, we, the wife and I have floated the bill for the, the engineers and all the other stuff that's going on, and I don't even consider that, you know, as part of the Kickstarter, that's just something that we, we put our money into it, and it is what it is, you know. So. Well, hopefully that ends up well, too. Uh, Secret Agent Russ, of course, being our only commenter right now. Uh, is actually <laughs> says that he hopes you use the picture of yours right now, where it's got the second wet pound being used as storage and parts bin because that'll, uh, he said it'll help quiet some of the naysayers who were like, why do you have two wet pallets? Oh, we yeah, have... it doesn't have to be used as a wet pallet. <laughs> Always easier to show them rather yep. than tell them to inside the box. Yep. Uh, a lot more pictures to put out and um, uh, basically if the Kickstarter goes well, between that and the, uh, the backer kit afterwards, we're going to be uh, we're going to keep uh, moving along, show new stuff for the next eight weeks, you know. Um, so we're kind of trying to pace ourselves a little bit. Dave's got to put the brakes on me once in a while. I'm a, I get a little, a little itchy, you know. I have to say, I really like the picture of the thing in use on your desk. Yes. I feel yeah. like that is, yeah. that is a much better illustration to me of, of what you can do with it, you know. Yeah. Because it's real use, it feels real. You're like, the well, lucky stage, just yeah. using it. Yeah, it's not just a picture. So I'm hoping I've got two more prototypes coming. This one's going to Dave. Uh, I got to pack it up in the next day, day or so. I'm sending this one to Dave, and I've got two more on the way. They're going to go out. Uh, uh, other artists, and uh, they're going to. The, the one bad thing about the prototypes is um, a they're 3D printed, so they're not as strong. Mm-hmm. And he, the, the fit is a little off, you know. So the doors are a little loose. There's, you know, there's some stuff. You know, it's not going to be as, nearly as good as the uh, uh, the final product, but uh, it's close, you know. Um, so and the other thing, it scratches really easy too because they come, they're gray, and I got to paint. You know, we got to paint them, uh, prime them, paint them, and uh, uh, top coat them. And uh, but they still, from moving them around and stuff, they get scratched up. Um, so. Actually, I got a question for you guys. Oh, snap. Oh, crap. Um, I didn't study. So. <laughs> I got it. Do you like that? The original one was like a faded gray color. It had no color in it at all. I like that. That looks good. Cool. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah. That okay. Good. All right, because we had, we had the decals printed, whoops, printed the other day, and um, we decided to add the blue in. You know, and do a little, do a little something to them, fancy them up. But we weren't quite sure if everybody—that's something everybody would like, or they wanted the original look to it. But no, that's fine. Like uh, it. Looks good. It matches my shirt. <laughs> what? 
accessorizing is important. Um, so, with everything that's happened of COVID and all this going in, did y'all plan on going to any um, conventions or whatever to kind of show this off? Did y'all have like something going on with that? Well, uh, we were going to originally, we had a very difficult time to first go getting the getting the prototype. We had the prototype scheduled to come in a week before Adepticon. Um, and, we, and we were lucky enough to get a booth at Adepticon. It was one of the last booths they had. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I personally think they made room for us. They were really nice. <laughs> but um, uh, so everything was all planned, scheduled out, and then COVID hit. And we had we had for about three months. We had everything riding on uh, the Adepticon, being there, showing off the prototype. Uh, the whole night, I had uh, I had guy flying in from Canada. I had a guy flying in from Poland. Um, every year, we have about twelve artists at our house that stay here for mm-hmm. Adepticon. Um, it's like a big frat party. It's it's really fun. A lot of nice, uh, real nice. Um, but not having Adepticon this year really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm in that uh-huh. boat too. I was trying to do a lot of promotion for uh, Warfare Weekend and getting that stuff done too. And it, it really, and I figured you probably would have had something for Adepticon because that's to me that's the place to go to get to get the people. When I put that, I mean the the, the it's the, Adepticon to me is not for the company; it's for the people. It's for the average Joe, and you can really hit that public. You can really hit those people and go, "Hey, look at this! I've got something. This looks really cool." And you can get you know random Joe Schmo to look at it and go, "Oh, this is really cool." Take pictures and go back and get to it. And it's it's a real personal con. So yeah, it hit a lot of people. And I, and I was curious when we started talking originally. I was like, "I bet you they had something for Adepticon," and we all just got screwed. Yeah, it was sure. rough. We, we tried uh, after that. Um, it calmed down for a little bit. Or after I licked my wounds for about a week or so, I figured, okay, let's let's see what's coming up. And uh, I tried to contact the ReaperCon. Um, mm-hmm. I figured, okay, we'll go. You know, we'll go to ReaperCon and uh, send them a message. It was about a week later. They got back a hold of me. Said everything was on hold. They let me know. You know, and pretty much ever since then, any plans I've tried to make it have gotten shot down. Everything keeps getting shut down. And, oh you know, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, warfare weekend. We we we're in the same boat. We're 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 hoping for the hoping for the best, planning for the worst. So I mean, yeah. it's in November. So I I understand completely with you on that because it's, oh, it's 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 a day by day, and we're like, damn it, damn it, God, damn it, damn it, damn it. With associations who are planning their uh, conventions for next year. There are some who are planning April conventions for next year who are not sure they're going to go off. Yeah. 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 Really think- and some are pushing it as far as they can, just trying to hope they can hit that sweet spot where COVID is just good enough. People will go. So yeah. it is everywhere. It's a lot of places. Um, it's, it's a hell of a thing. Yeah. Because, I mean, when we had our, when we had our episode, we were talking about, you know, Adepticon going, <laughs> that it not not happening. We were like, this hurts. It doesn't hurt just the big studios. It, it, it hits the small studios, the small people that are just trying to get, you know, something like this off the ground um, or, you know, small game companies that because they're writing on that. They're writing on getting that foot traffic, that one on one type thing with it. So, I mean, this is, you know, it was a big thing when it, you know, it couldn't happen. So, hey guys, since everything's on hold, don't stop getting stuff. 
get the digital <laughs> downloads, get whatever you can from the gaming companies that are still out there producing stuff. You got to. It'll keep them going so that when this is all over, they're still there ready to keep doing stuff. Because remember, as is for most people, it's it's worse for the gaming companies. They don't have the government bailouts. They don't have all that stuff. There, there's a lot of guys who, are, under normal circumstances, living hand to mouth, and now you just made it worse for them. So we got to do all we can to support them. You know, you know, those of us who are working, doing whatever, we got to try and you know keep up, you know, spending money on stuff so they can keep their damn keep their damn companies going. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of that. Uh, well, there was a guy selling pots of null oil for 50 bucks on eBay. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. ridiculous. But also, was, the people who was, are actually buying them, that's a little ridiculous, too, though. Oh, yeah, that was the, the two of the things I was worried about. I'm like, I'm going to run out of paints. I should stock up on paints. Luckily, now, things are soft open in some areas, hopefully in your area, wherever you all are. They're soft open, so you can go in with a mask on, limited people in the store. I mean, it's, it's going to be a while before it's back to us playing games across the tabletop from each other, unless you got a roommate who plays the game. I'm looking at you, Bania, and goddammit. Play the game. <laughs> but, uh, good talent. But, yeah, so, I mean, it'll be a while for that, but we can still go in, support the stores, keep them going. Uh, support the companies directly if you can. I mean, I bought some stuff from uh, Catalyst Games, who's doing Battletech stuff. I uh, bought their uh, uh, new Mech Warrior role playing game because I'm like, you know what, that looks pretty cool. Let, let's get it. Let's let's throw them some cash. Well, I mean, you know, I got, it's it's like stuff you know, stuff like this right here. You support it digitally, and by the way, what is your projected uh, deliver date? <laughs> ah, okay. Wait, we're back to a real question now. We're we're. <laughs> We're, I can't say this, but I'm gonna. Um, we're, trying, say we're trying right before Christmas. Gotcha. So, um, if everything goes well, and they they already um, they're ready to start the molds. Uh, Trap of a hat. Um, Hashtag all I need is a miracle. Hashtag 2020. <laughs> 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 it just, if that, if that goes well, I can get them in uh, late November, early December, and get them shipped out right away. Um, uh, so for Christmas, that's our hope. Uh, realistically, everybody's telling me, uh, end of February, early March. Um, that would be more, uh, if we have a few issues, uh, but we, the company that we're the, uh, the manufacturer we were using, um, I've worked with them for four and a half years now. Um, and they are usually right on the money. They're really good. Uh, basically what they'll do is make the molds, um, send us, uh, two of the prototypes. We'll check them and, you know, uh, they got to adjust something here, you know, a little here, there. That's it. Usually it's one time with them. Um, so it should go. Well, let me give you the customer service first rule that me and my people at work live, live by. I am a customer service manager in my day job. Under promise, over deliver. Yes. No one's ever upset if you say February and it comes out into December. Yeah. And <laughs> I also say that some of the best Kickstarters I've been involved with, they were late in delivering and it was okay. I'm like, dude, I understand as long as you communicate. Communicate, communicate, communicate. The, the best one I did was a dice one. They took uh, six-sided dice, but they made them on 12-sided 
you know, one to six, one to six, because six cubes aren't meant to roll. I'm like, well, you're right. <laughs> and while they delivered several months late, he had so much communication. It was great. I could really go back in the records and see everything that happened. It was great. That's that's great advice for that. Just just communicate with people, and they'll be fine. I mean, we're all gamers yeah. here. We all we all in the same boat. Yeah, there's there's right. a difference between hey guys, you know, we, we, we put on here December, but it's gonna be February due to XYZ reason that's really none of your he's out of your hand. And and your people are like, Okay, I get it, no problem. Um, <laughs> unlike some other Kickstarters where they're like, Yeah, it'll be February of twenty twenty seven. Just don't be ninja division. Just don't be ninja division. <laughs> <laughs> they have the I mean, it's a horrible story. People getting sick and shit going to hell. I, I feel for those guys. I actually know John Kadichi, who's with Ninja Division. We work together again for a workshop, but I mean, the worst thing is kind of make sure that shit doesn't happen, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, oh, shit, I think uh, Secret Agent Russ has got another question. He does. Last question, if that's okay. Uh, what is that space between the standard size brushes and the top of the second wet pot? Well, enough space for the third as some extra bit storage. Ooh. Okay, hold on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm going to measure. Might not be, uh, because I'm looking at the picture, and it looks like the ledge on the uh, shelving actually goes right on top of that. Yeah. Just... Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the bottom shelf uh, comes in there. you got a little bit of room in between. Oh, um, yeah. Bark, but, yeah, that's about it. There you go, Russ. I mean, yeah, there's, there's, well, there's your, uh, papers. You want to put your papers there too? Yeah, but those are the thin. So I mean, I hope you can fit them. But I mean, if you get a good enough bag going with it, it won't matter. You'll have plenty of space for whatever then, because right. little Ziploc bag or something. Well, a little bag. So like the bag that's going to fit in. If you got, you'll have some you know, bound to have extra pockets, and I would assume for just some stuff here or there. Something they're working on now. They they want to get the renderings of the actual bag and then uh, talk about putting some pockets on the side, a little uh, bag and that kind of thing. And then also, of course, D rings are your D clips are your freaking friend for that stuff. Just D clip another smaller bag. I use uh, this is my hobby bag. I just throw hobby stuff in it and all that, and then I D clip it to my big bag so it's right hanging out, so I can just put it on that giant bag. It means I got a lot to carry, but also means I have just about everything there, like my Dremel and shit. Um, have you, besides the um, cutting mats, have you talked about any other stretch goals? Um, <laughs> any that you're allowed to say? <laughs> I think Dave's watching this, so I'm trying to not get in trouble. I did. He didn't know we were streaming, but I did send him a link when I asked him a question, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get me to keep a lid on as much as I can. Um, at the moment, no, I don't have much about it. Yeah, there's, there's a few. There's uh, the upgrade of the, the mats. There's the um, Alfonso's um, five-hour live stream. Uh, then uh, I think the paints, uh, paint sets come into play later, later in the brushes as well. Um, and then we're working on two or three other um, stretch goals right now. So, but we're not sure. We I don't want to say anything until we know we can do them or not. You know. Gotcha. Yeah, of course. 
I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I know that uh, quite a few of my friends have, you know, they're like, I want to bring some painting stuff and a few models because uh, they like to go, like Captain Mizzy was going to go and do painting and such at uh, Fort Wapple. But there's, you know, it's bringing stuff in fish and tackle boxes. Yeah, so, exactly. And, we go to Elm makes... place. He wants to have all his painting and... I'm like, I, I can't easily pack up my stuff anymore. It's gotten too too much. I have an entire rolling toolbox that I used to take <laughs> with me to the game store. Yep. And it had all my stuff in it. Well, I had travel stuff, and then I had my regular stuff for here. I had a whole separate set of tools and paints and stuff that was just in that. So, yeah. Be, I mean, I, I like it because it's, it's not it's not huge, but it looks like it can pack a lot of stuff. I mean, just from these pictures right here, you know, you, you've got one side that's paint, one side's miniatures. Um, and then you've got, you know, the one that you showed on your desk, which is all packed with paints <laughs> uh, type thing. And it looks <clears throat> like stuff's not going to shift around too much in it. Like if it gets kind of knocked over on its side, aside from if you leave paint in your wet palette then it's going to run down but whatever uh don't do that um <laughs> and, uh, and if you don't want to magnetize your models you can always like wrap them in a little bubble wrap and blue tack them, them down in that side or blue tack them down or whatever yep and yeah you know in case you want to stick the thing in your suitcase or something yeah, i mean it looks good it'll, it'll help a lot of things uh Make it easier to go back to the game store when they're backing up and running for Saturday morning painting. Yep. Yeah, but classes um, like Anthony, you know Anthony Wang. Mm -hmm. Anthony Wang. Yeah, that was his. This minute he saw it, he was always be great for my classes. You know, for teaching classes, we've had a lot of requests for that as well. Just you know, um, just nice and easy. Put it up on your desk, open it up, and you're pretty much good to go. Yeah. Gotta have a plug through the light, you know. But other than that, you're uh, pretty well set. So we kept seeing all the nice cases for everybody carrying all their models. We go to the conventions, and everybody's got. And I'm going, well, where the fuck is the one for the painters? Everybody's got them for the models. Where's the, you know, where's the nice case for the painters? Yeah. So if you, it, when when this goes off and you get funded and such, you think you might build a bigger one? Uh, we've had that request already. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm kind of curious because I can see how you know, like. For me, I'm not like a big studio painter. I'm just, a, you know, a casual painter type thing. But then you have, you know, like Kathy or Jim that are, you know, god painters. And they bring, you know, 75,000 brushes and paints and stuff. Did y'all, yeah. was that something that was in the works that you scrapped or maybe a later well, project? The engineers um, were actually, I talked to them about a week ago. Um, we got to make sure this one goes first. But, uh, yeah. Then you can design the one with wheels. I saw you're going to change the setup. That's wow. You guys are moving the house around. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, that's 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 a lot of stuff. So, but yeah, we're uh, a larger one. We we've already talked to them about, and we just want to make sure this goes well, and then um, we'll work on we'll, we're working on something else. We've got a few irons in the fire. Um, you know, just gotta get this one. It, it's been, you know, as little John said, it's been a, a bag of dicks for a year, you know, and 
and if so we're not going to count our chickens before they're hatched and mm -hmm. you know um we'll we'll start on that one as soon as we know this one's good but the next one should be able to go a lot smoother and easier this was and, um there really wasn't much out for lunches. i think it was our one of our biggest problems was we had uh everything was basically from scratch um and that was another issue too in the last uh uh kickstarter we ran was i don't think we did a good enough job of explaining it we've been staring at it for so long i know i know every square inch of this thing and we didn't convey it really well the first time yeah. you know uh, there was a lot of little stuff people had questions on it and i'm going oh yeah oh shit i forgot that one you know so um now that everybody's seen it we've done some videos got the prototype i'm pretty sure it'll go well i hope <laughs> and then we'll move on to you know make it a little bit bigger case or something a little different I mean, we're, we're, we, we've got the link whenever it goes live, you know, we, you know, we're all connected on Facebook, you know, we'll share everything out to make sure everybody gets a, a word on it. Um, oh, because yeah. I mean, this is, to me, this is the right size for the, you know, the, the average on the go person you yeah, know, type thing. Uh, or like, like you say for classes, because if you're doing classes, you could pack one of these for you to go to a class. And then take this all back to your hotel room or, you know, whatever. You don't have to take your, you know, Kathy bag as, you know, and gym, you know, luggage. You can, you know, you can take the small stuff with you to your classes and then come back type thing. So um, I, I do have a question, though. You do have Monument and uh, Badger. Um, are they sponsoring this or are they, they just helping? Um, I, when, we, when we first started... Uh you know, we built it, and I'm going, well, we got this. Why, why not offer paints and brushes and all the goodies that come with it, too? They're all friends, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Jason and Ken, you know. And I figured, well, you know, we might as well add all the stuff in that you can put into it. Um, and it just wound up snowballing, you know. Or, uh, you know, we just kept getting more and more stuff. I figured, fuck it, put it all in there. And uh, <laughs> everybody, and, and they're basically partners with us on the on the uh kickstarter so yeah, i mean and, and, they're, and they're great people too i mean yeah. badger's an amazing company and i'm pretty good friends with jason craze and he's uh helped me with uh warfare weekend and just having him come out and, and good down to the earth people that I, yes. that I really like they're like yes this is a business but I scratch your back, you scratch my back, and let's make this happen, and let's 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 make something good. Uh, and that's the reason why I really I really like when people say, "Hey, what should I do? Go to these people. These people are awesome. They are about helping everybody. They want they want everybody else to experience what they experience." So I was just kind of curious. I uh, I finally got to use the brushes. He said they sent samples. We've got we've got more brushes here than I think we'll ever use. My wife buys. Just, she's, she's like, oh, oh, these look nice. We'll get some of these. And we'll have thirty of them. Oh yeah. So, but these samples, and I actually started using one. I think it was three weeks ago. They're fucking nice brushes. <laughs> They're really good brushes. I, I'm not a. Uh, you'll never see me with a Windsor Newton in my hand or anything. A nice brush because I beat the I hell out of. I don't know what brush it is. It, it's where's they at? It's, <laughs> It's this guy, the 
Tom Wick uh, Artillery Monument. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the Monument Yeah. Yeah, so I started using these, and uh, uh, I'm going to use the rest of them. I just try to keep them nice so I can show them in pictures, and they're not all fucked up. Full <laughs> 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 of paint and everything. But uh, they've, been, they've been fantastic so far. They're my favorite brush by far. So, I actually love bought... my bomb wicks. Yeah, yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about those from a lot of people. I bought those last November. I haven't had a chance to use them yet. I've been, because I'm not really big on hobbying right now and painting. So I was like, um, yeah, I probably need to start using those. Send them to me, Gonzo. I'll use them. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I'll eventually use them. It's just. They're not so there. lonely and unloved. <laughs> <laughs> well, <with> my wife. <laughs> <laughs> she takes it and winds up on her side. <laughs> That never happens here. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is about that time for our media, media section. Media section. We're going to switch over to the media section. There's a media section. I know, Ross, right? I don't have any, though. <laughs> um, I'm sure if you're really new to the podcast, uh, this is a section where we get together and talk about movies we've watched, books we read, games we played, whatever. Um, and being the special guest... You get first uh, pick of whatever uh, you want to talk about. I don't watch. I don't watch TV, and I don't play games. <laughs> uh, did you? Uh, do you have anything you want to review? A lot of movies and reruns. Um, yeah. Let's see. Twitter. Um, shit. Uh, Multiplicity. Okay, Slither with um. Uh, what is his name? From Firefly. Is that the one? That with uh, God, why now you killing me? Oh. I got an excuse. I've been drinking. I'm yeah. old. Serenity. <laughs> it's talking about the actor whose name escapes oh, me. Oh, Nathan yeah. Fillion. Yes, yeah, there yeah, you go. Is it Fillion? Yeah, Nathan Fillion. Is it is the Slither with the Nathan Fillion? Highlander. Oh, Highlander. That Highlander, yeah. Highlander. Oh, Highlander. Oh, it's uh, Christopher Lambert. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, you get a weird smile on your face there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Highlander. Highlander. <laughs> I can watch nowadays. Uh-oh, uh-oh. She's got to hide behind her fan. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh, man, I love that. I love that movie. I hear they're doing a remake, too. So. There, There is a rumor going around that they're going to remake Highlander. It's in development hell. It was originally Ryan Reynolds and uh, hasn't had any real work done on it, I think, in a couple years. Which is... Just, just leave it alone. <laughs> Which yeah, is too bad, well. because Highlander, I think, is a movie that could really do a remake. I mean, I love Highlander, but it really just feels dated when you watch it. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's very 1980s. Yeah. It, there's a lot of movies you watch this don't feel as as dated but that one you're just like dated just it's just just the way they made it. it's it's not bad i love i mean i love highlander so i played the highland card game for christ's sakes when it was out we have we have a rating scale here uh did you ever see the movie ice pirates no ice pirates there's this creature on ice pirates ice pirates is an old 80s movie where uh Ice is the rarest product in the world, and pirates go water, out and get it. Basically, water. Yeah, water. water. And, 
yeah, they freeze it for transport, and it's you know, spy, you know, and it's in space. And uh, there's a creature that gets on their spaceship, and it freaks out everybody on the spaceship, and it's called a space herpes. And so we rate these, we rate our movies from one, from zero to five space herpes. The more space herpes, the worse the movie is. Um, so we always take, our, we always have our one rating, and that one rating is that. So do you think? Highlander, do you give it zero space herpes or five space herpes? I give it one. Give it one? Why do you give it one out of five? Because it's, it's like little John said, it's a little, it could use some updating. I mean, it was a little on a little cheesy, but still a good solid movie. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Plus, it's got for Lambert in it, and, you know, look at it, smile. Look at, look at Kathy. Look at her smile. <laughs> And Sean Connery with the greatest uh, Egyptian accent oh, ever. Lord, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost as good as his Russian accent. <laughs> oh, Sean Connery. He's the best James Bond, though. I'm just saying. Oh, yes. I mean, I don't think anyone really argues that one. So, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I mean they, they might, but they would be wrong. I mean, Pierce Bosnan tried his damnedest, but I don't think the material was good enough. Yeah. Um, so I have one that I can go with real quick. Uh, I started watching uh, on Netflix during the breaks of playing games and eating is the new series on Netflix called Warrior Nun. Um, I don't know if anybody saw the commercials for it or seen the trailers. Warrior Nun is about a girl that receives some superpowers so she can fight demons. Um, it is a TV show. Uh, I think it's only like maybe 10 episodes or something like that. It's really short, but each episode is about 55 to an hour long. Uh, this show's slow as shit. Uh, the first episode, you're like, okay, cool. This girl's dead. Um, the person that has the halo of power, um, it's the halo from an angel, dies and they transfer it to this dead girl. To get it away from the demons. I'm like, okay, I got it. It's This is standard type trope uh, type thing. Um, and she gets it and she comes back alive and she's got superpowers. Um, they spend... She runs away and she doesn't get to do, you know, anything. And she starts building a romantic relationship on episode one. And you're just like, oh. Okay. So for two episodes, they build up trying to find her to bring her back to the nunnery to teach her to be this badass assassin. So for two hours, you're waiting for the story to start. Um, so it just takes a long time. Um, the big demon that they're trying to fight that's trying to get the halo and stop them is called a Tarask. And I was like, mmm, mmm. Saying to reduce it to like a negative 100 hit points and wish it to be dead? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I instantly went D&D &D on it. <laughs> I was like, so they got to take it to this. They got to wish it. Um, okay. The story has merit to the show. The The acting's not bad. Yeah, Benny on Tarask. But it's not good. <sighs> it, it, it could be better. I'm just like, guys... There's a secret society of nuns that go around kicking you know demons' butts and going around doing things, and they have all have superpowers that they can do too. And everybody's named after a certain thing. Like there's a uh, a sister Mary, uh, you know, sister Lilith. You know, they've got all these code names of who they are and such. And I'm like, okay, 
it's just really freaking slow. I think finally by fourth by the fourth episode, she starts realizing that she has powers and abilities and starts kind of using them. And you're just like, that's four hours into a TV show. <laughs> I'm like, you could do a whole lot better. You could have started this. I, I can understand building up in one episode. But for an hour-long TV show, it's taken a long time. Um, right now, it's got my meh meeting of like 2.5 space herpes. Um, but I want to wait to see it. I'm going to watch the rest of them. Because, I mean, like I said, it has merit. It's just not there yet. It's actually a big production show. There's actually, you know, it, it's, it's got good. The special effects are pretty good. Uh, the acting's good. The setting's really good because it's all overseas in, like, Spain. Um, so, I mean, the, you know, it's it's got some cool things in it. It's just, man, you're just taking a long time to build up this story. So, for right now, I'm, I'm at a, a 2.5. I'll watch the rest of the episodes and give a final rating on it and see how it is. Uh, Kathy, what do you got for us this week? First, tell Russ the name of it again. Oh, Warrior Nun. Yeah. Oh, Warrior Nun. Warrior Nun. It's the worst name for a show, too. So, I mean, it kind of sounds like it's trying to do what it says in the tin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah. Hey, look, look on the bright side, Gonzo. It's not an anime, because if it was an anime, you know it would be the kind of anime you wouldn't like. <laughs> that's true. With a name Most like Warrior Nun, that, Most uh, likely. that just calls for lots of uh, cartoony bath scenes. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's Gonzo's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is called Warrior Nun. <laughs> it was just as cheesy as you thought you heard, Ross. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yesterday I watched uh, a Lost in Translation. This is why I should write things down. Lost in Translation <laughs> with, uh, with Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson. Yes. Yes. And uh, I'll tell you, watching that after watching a bunch of episodes of Midnight Diner, which was, it, that's the Japanese show that I was talking about last week. Uh, I've seen about eight episodes of that now. I still like it a lot. One episode was less good than the others. But anyways, uh, that was the perfect thing to watch before watching lost in translation which takes place in tokyo and uh i absolutely loved it it zero space herpes for me i i liked bill murray i thought he was good i thought scarlett johansson was good i thought that her husband was uh you know a self-absorbed uh jerk and i liked the ending i think there's some people who would have been like oh you know the ending should have been different, but I like the way it ended. I, I this was interesting, and it made you think. Cool, John. I haven't seen it. No, I mean, no. Do you have which? What's yours? Uh, mine. <clears throat> well, every July Fourth, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna watch Independence Day because they it's a good July Fourth movie. <laughs> yeah, it is. Every July Fourth, I go down and look on the shelf, and I fucking realize that the ex-wife took that. Uh, <laughs> and I forget to order it during the year because it just falls off the radar. So I'm stuck watching Live Free or Die Hard again. <laughs> and again. 
And again. So I watched Live Free or Die Hard, which is the you, fourth Die Hard movie. You could have watched and, First uh, Facts, which is almost just like Independence Day. But, but I also don't own that one either, so. So, uh, I mean, honestly, if you don't know what Die Hard movies are, but in this case, basically, it's all technological, so you know, the whole idea is that, of course, John McClane's old, and you know, he doesn't get technology like other people do, because he's dumb. Because the guy who's done all the stuff he's done and learned how to fly helicopters and shit, because he does that in the movie, is dumb. So, there are points where it just sort of taxes your credulity, but there are also good points. Um, though I do find the longer we get into what I'd like to call the action renaissance, with all this wonderful, realistic, or semi-realistic action, the scenes in this movie that aren't realistic, you're like, oh god... That's not how that you know, physics called. They it wants to talk because that's not how this works. Like, I don't mind like the standard stuff, like him launching the car at the helicopter. That's actually a really cool scene. I'm okay with that. Uh, um, the parts that are a problem with are like how apparently cars like are not controlled by humans, and when lights all turn green, people are just stupid and run into each other anyways because they're only looking at the lights. They're not looking for other people. I mean, sure, there'd be some accents, absolutely, but I'm willing to forgive that part of it. But the action, just every every act, there's an action scene, you're just like, for fuck's sake, really? You know, there's this whole scene where they go down into a tunnel, so the bad guys were hacking everything. Uh, and Benny and I decided this is the most realistic, unrealistic hacking movie ever. <laughs> they're all like, well, it seems like you could do things the way they're doing it, but that thing would not be on the internet hackable like that. It just wouldn't. But, in any ways. Uh, so I said all these cars down tunnels, and they just run into each other because they're not paying attention. As soon as they saw lights, they go, oh shit, people are coming at me. Lights, people start slowing down because that's what people do. But in any case, you give that one a pass in Act 1, and then he kills a helicopter with a car because, I mean, why not? That was cool. It was a cool practical stunt. Um, let's see. Act 2. I'm trying to remember what Act 2 is unrealistic. Oh, where they overload the, the gas lines and send it all back to one station because that would work by computer. You, you wouldn't have any cutoffs or anything. You could overload <laughs> the station and have it blow up. Fucking A. And then, of course, I mean, everyone knows Act 3, which is him versus the F-35, which is literally the point where I think they should have stopped the series and went, nope, we've gone too far. This is done. Despite all that, I actually like Bruce Willis. I like his interaction with Justin Long, who's his uh, computer nerd sidekick with this. Um, Timothy Oliphant as the villain is, I mean, of the four Die Hard movies I've seen, he is easily the worst villain. <laughs> it's not even close. Like, Die Hard 2's villain, you're like, he's worst okay. Worst isn't terrible or worst isn't evil? Terrible. Okay. I mean, obviously, honestly, it's Hans Gruber. Uh, it's Jeremy Irons as Hans Gruber's brother and this as number two, um, William Sadler as the colonel plus his guys are obviously number three. And it's a little far between two and three. And then it just goes way down, and number four is this fucker. I mean, I like Timothy Oliphant and Justified, but... Oh, not, amazing and Justified. They could have gotten someone better, I think. He's not bad, but he doesn't bring the right kind of gravitas to this. He's trying, though. I would not fault him for trying, absolutely. Um... But what I really like about this, there's a couple scenes in here that are still good, and there's one scene in particular 
that they're driving to stop the bad guys, and just as long as like, man, I'm not built like you, I can't do this. Just you're talking about like, you're all heroic. So like, I'm not a hero. I can just get you. You know, he goes off. I'll get you divorced. Children won't talk to you. A lot of meals on your own. He's like, why do you do it? He's like, because there's no one else to do it. If there's someone else to do it, I would let them do it. But there isn't. And I just love that moment in the in the movie. It's it really is sort of the essence of John McClane. So in a movie where they get all the action wrong for Die Hard, because it was always so realistic in the first one, it just got a little crazier as you go. They had the one true moment. Uh, all that to say, it is an above average action movie overall. I'll give it about two space herpes. I could make a case for less, but I'm not going to. Um, you probably ought to watch it with a little bit of alcohol, make it take the edge off a couple of those scenes, and just, like you do with like a Fast and Furious movie, just put physics over in the corner and tell it to stand there till you're done. Because <laughs> it doesn't have a place here. But I enjoy it. Now, remember, next year, someone remind me to buy Independence Day before July 4th. <laughs> Alright, buy Independence Day okay. before July 4th. It, not while I'm on the podcast. Oh, oh okay. I thought you meant now. Jesus. <laughs> um, I have one, uh, one more, and it's the, uh, I've been playing a little bit of Last of Us 2. Uh, for you know, Last of Us, uh, it's one of my top five games of my entire time. Um, made by Naughty Dog Studios that do all the Uncharted games, so on and so forth. Uh, mm-hmm. Great, great video game studio. They make, they make movie story games. They don't make games. Um, they've always got really good story, um, really good feels. It's it, a solid game company. Uh, Last of Us 1 is a story about a, an older man helping this younger girl get to um, uh, a safe place because uh, zombies are taking over the planet. It's post-apocalyptic. Uh, the zombies are based around the uh, plant um zombie thing that's going around. You see, I'm sure you've seen the video where the ant's taken over by the the fungus or whatever and yeah. it's being controlled. And that's what the zombies technically are. They're, it's a spore that does it. It's not like living dead. Um, and Last of Us 1, like I said, it's one of my top five games of all time. Loved it. I even actually cried at the end because it was so freaking good. Uh, it was just incredible. Uh, Last of Us 2 picks up uh, years after and um, it's got the same shocker type scenes in it that are gut wrenching in it. Um, I'm only a, a little low halfway through it, I believe. Um, graphics are insane. This game's graphics are just incredible. I can't wait for the PS5 to come out because if I'm seeing these graphics with the four, the five, it better just fucking blow my mind. Um, the gameplay is very similar. There, it's you can't go around running, gunning. Uh, you have to be very careful and stealthy, and take out things, you know, in a quiet manner. Or, you know, you alert zombies, so on and so forth. Um, there's quite a few scenes. There's one scene that already made me go, "Oh fuck!" And you just like, uh, "Shit, I gotta put my controller down for a second because it was just done so well." Um, my biggest complaint about this game so far is. While you are playing one of the characters from the original, about halfway through, you play the bad guy. And yeah. I, I don't know how I feel about that because I, it's one of those things. I don't want to feel bad for the bad guy. It's like I don't want to see the Joker movie because the Joker's a piece of shit and evil as hell. I don't want to feel bad for him. Uh, and so they're, they kind of put you in those shoes 
where you play as the bad guy of what happened before the story happened. And so you're kind of, you know, going back in time and learning how to do this. And it's interesting because the female character they have is actually, um, she's not big boob. She's not big. She's actually a, a muscle built, you know, jock woman. She's, you know, she's a stacked woman and stuff. And it's actually really good to, in my opinion, to see that in the game because Absolutely. there is a nude scene with her in there and she's got, you know, she don't have the big breasts. She's got like bodybuilding body. And I was like, that's cool because, you know, it's, it's showing the diversity and it's showing and it's not, you know, glorifying type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, gameplay still hard, but not difficult. Um, still a good challenge. Still a lot of fun. Um, I just don't know how I feel about playing the bad guy. I don't want to feel bad for the bad guy because of what the bad guy did at the very beginning. Um, she was a really shitty person and what she did was really shitty. And I just don't want to feel for her. I don't want to, I don't want to go, uh, yeah, don't kill yeah, her. It's tough. Because there are villains you want to, you know, you can feel for. Yes. But there's some, even though you, you sort of feel for them, you don't want to like play them. Like, since we mentioned earlier, like Serenity, you don't want to, you wouldn't play a Serenity game as the operative. That guy's a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they and have noble sh- intentions, but still a piece of shit. And fuck him. <laughs> I'm going to get him killed on purpose because I can. And so I, I, I'm kind of, I had to put it down for a bit because I was like, I really don't want to see her story. Um, but I, I mean, I, I, Naughty Dog's in a great game. The story's still good. Gameplay's still good. Uh, everything's still flowing really well. When you go from a cutscene to a play scene, you don't notice a difference in graphics or movement or anything. It is very solid and smooth. It's like, here is the cutscene, and now you take control of the character. And it's all seamless, and it's just an amazing game. Um, one, of, like I said, one of my favorite game studios. Uh, so far, it's only gotten like one Space Herpes because I don't want to play as a bad guy. Yeah, that's, that's tough because that's a hell of a thing. Yeah. Because you got to make decisions that you're like, nah, I want her to fucking die. Run into a zombie. I don't care. <laughs> and you're like, no, you got to hit it so you can finish the story. Yeah, that's that's a weird thing. Um, you know, hats off for innovative, but uh, might be a. I've heard some mixed reviews of points, and I haven't looked into it because I haven't played The Last of Us One. I'm probably not going to play either game. Um, most I would do is watch the watch a gameplay online. So I don't want to necessarily ruin it just in case I do, but. Uh, that's sort of understandable why they're getting some negative feedback there, here, there. Well, the thing is, is that the game is a very much a gut punch um, to the emotions. Well, and I mean, a hard, a hard gut punch. I know that people... Sounds like a game I would never play. It, 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 yeah. it really puts I you in the field. I wouldn't want to play that. I want to play a game to uh, escape. Well, Not this one. Have my soul crushed. <laughs> <laughs> this one, and it's what kind of makes Last of Us kind of unique and everything is that it's it doesn't hold punches. It's not gonna you know throw flowers around it. It's like, yeah, people are gonna die, and like there's a video that's the first 15 minutes of Last of Us, and it sets the mood for the entire game, and you're like, fuck, this game's gonna kill me, isn't it? And I want yeah. fucking flowers. Where's <laughs> one of my rainbows? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, and that's kind of also a reason why I like this too, because I want, this game makes me feel emotion and I like that. Um, 
is it always a good no? Because there's days I'm like, I really don't want to deal with all the sad shit in this game yet. <laughs> it's an interesting choice, especially given the current, you know, yeah. correct political climate. I I avoid stuff like that right now because I I don't I don't need yeah. that shit. I can't. Um, but they are in talks to make The Last of Us into a TV show, um, which I'm kind of like. Okay. That could be interesting. I, I, yeah, but I mean, we're, it's another zombie show, so I'm kind of like... Oh, see, I'm just not into oh, zombie it, things. Is it another humans fucking each other, fucking each other over in the apocalypse? Because I already fucking watched one of them. Fucking each other yeah. and fucking each other over. Yeah, so I'm kind of like, uh, yeah, no. Um. Yeah, I can't. I, like I said, you can only watch one humans fucking each other over during the <laughs> apocalypse show. I watched Battlestar Galactica, we done. Oh, yeah, that's a good one for that. It but is, I mean, though. it's a good show too. But yeah, it is, but it's to the point where you just get you got to back up and you got to watch something a little more uplifting Light, and happy, yeah. lighthearted. Um, so like I thought Midnight that was interesting. Diner. <laughs> Highly recommend it. It's on Netflix. So uh, I did want to bring up that there was news that the people that did that are behind Westworld are now making a Fallout TV series for Amazon. Uh, oh, which I is, saw. Yeah. Which is from the Fallout game series, which is a great um, right. TV great I saw game. that too, but I, got, I, I don't got a horse in that particular race. Yeah. I've never played a Fallout game. Oh, Fallout's a great game. Uh, it's got plenty of good things. And for them, they're making a Fallout TV show. They could do awesome with it. It, it could yeah. be really good because it's done by the Westworld people. It's going to be on Amazon, so it's got you know good backing behind it. But... You're kind of like this casually optimistic thing, you know? Yeah. Please be good. And if you aren't, you're not going to be able to do shit for a while. Type thing, so. Well, I actually want to give a shout out to a YouTube channel that I watch stuff on. Since we're finished up media second here. Uh, they're called the Black Pants Legion. They are not safe for work, but they are <laughs> I especially suggest... Um, Obviously, I watch a lot of the ba the BattleTech stuff, which is half serious and half hilarious. But I actually suggest the Fire Team Whiskey, which is them playing some online, uh, you know, good guys versus terrorists, you know, Call of Duty type game called Insurgent or Sandstorm or something like that. Uh, just listen to those guys in the chat as they they do that is hilarious. I have not, not laughed as hard as I did during their most recent video. In a long, long time. So hats off to Tex and those boys. They do a good job. Uh, check out. They make a lot of stuff. I also watched. It was uh, Tex and Deputy play Far Cry 5, which was also pretty hilarious. Well, Far Cry is a good game, too. That's a really solid yeah. one. So it, it's fun because they, you know, again, they're not necessarily work-friendly, but they are pretty good dudes overall. And they're funny as hell. We can use some of that. Um... Big John, do you have uh, anything other movie or media you want to glorify us with? Uh, no, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> we start rambling and we start talking about different things. So I didn't want to oh, make yeah, sure we, you got everything. We will go. Yeah, we but will go forever. Listen, if you have any questions, let us know. We're happy to answer. Just want to get it all out before we go live. and You know, um, we're online and that's, that's about it. Do you have a Facebook page? What's your Facebook page called? Mini Masterworks. Okay. Uh, definitely, whenever it goes live, we will uh, we'll share out your post. 
Um, and if just tag us in it to make sure, because uh, we're all pretty busy, and I'll, I'll keep an eye out for it when it goes on, and we'll share it on our Facebook page, and I'll share it on my personal one, get the word out, uh, help you spread the news. Because um, we, we, we always want people to be successful. We always want people to be successful, no matter what it is. And there's Ballsacious coming in at the very end once again. Hey, oh, Balls. Balls. <laughs> Your timing is impeccable. Of course. <laughs> but we love you. Guys, when, uh, like I said, this will go live Tuesday. You can find the link either on there's the mini works, uh, or on, uh, more than dice. We'll have it up there. Uh, so you can go to, to Kickstarter and help these guys out. Um, thank you for joining us for more than dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm new John. <laughs> I'm, uh, Kathy. <laughs>